What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Secrets to Senior Care podcast. I'm here host Tyler Scott. I'm super excited and pumped to be with you today on this Monday morning. Hope everyone had a safe and happy Christmas. Um, hope everyone uh, got what they needed and was able to see all their loved ones. Um, I sure did. Um, I have some announcements I've been trying and wanting to share with you that I've been talking about lately. Um, one of the announcements is we're super excited and pumped to start this off for the new year. Um, we're going to do a coaching session, a free coaching session. Um, I want to share people with people about how to, to care for their loved ones. To get involved with that, all you need to do is email at support at secrettoseniorcare.com. Um, give us the, what you want to learn. Give us a little bit of background because we're going to do this. We're going to offer this to probably between 10 to 15 people as far as the free coaching session. Um, so best of luck. So again, email to support at secretsofsneakcare.com um, with their questions as well as your background and see why we should pick you as far as the coaching session. Um, and as far as things, as far as what I've been on my mind, uh, a couple episodes, I went over a couple of questions I pop uh, that are very common, and it literally happened again. Um, as being an administrator of the living, as a senior living facility, um, the question I get all the time is placing their loved one um, in a senior living facility the best option for their loved one as well as for the rest of the family. I know we truly care for our loved ones and that safety is the first and best option we're looking for and we're looking for their happiness and comfort second. Um, the unknown of these senior living facilities though at times is our big question is, can they keep our loved ones safe? And if you ask them and they tell you they can guarantee it, I would say turn around, not walk away, sprint the fastest you can away from that because the reality is you they can't guarantee their safety. And the cost of uh, senior living is really expensive. Um, and it's on the rise, especially with this situation we're currently in, in, the, in the, as far as the global pandemic. And I really went over the basic of the numbers in a previous podcast. And I went over, it's called, I believe it's called the true cost of senior care. And that's one of the first episodes in which really got me that wanted to talk and have these discussions about senior living and the expense of it. So being an administrator of a senior living facility, the number one question I get, as I talked about, and when I talked about that and I talked about with them as far as any questions they have or wish they could have done differently, the number one thing they always talk about is regret. Um, they always ask, ask me, was there anything they could have done differently to change the result or outcome of needing or wanting to place their loved one in a facility? And the result that I talked to them, they always say, so what are they? And if they did them, would they, would their loved ones been able to stay at home? Um, they always tell me that their loved ones are being difficult, whether it's with dementia or Alzheimer's or Lewy body, or not being able to walk anymore. And they're just not sure if their current situation at home is the right situation for them. And for my situation, when I was taking care of my grandmother, she was showing signs of dementia. Um, to be honest, I think it was more Alzheimer's. Uh, she was losing things, forgetting things, confused. And I'm saying confused is an understatement. 
On top of that, she needed help with just about everything from cooking, cleaning, the whole nine yards. And so my mom, as well as myself, would take her out to these senior living facilities back in 2009, I think it was. Um, we would do a tour at the, with them, but she would never sign up. She would always complain. The moment she stepped in through that front door, the building's too hot, the building's too cold, the building's too new, too renovated, too old, run down. There was always just something wrong. She never complained really about the people. It just was always the problem with the facility. And some of these buildings, were, to be honest with you, were dropped like gorgeous, like mausoleums, marble everywhere. What I came to realize, the real problem is these facilities are not home. Um, what I realized was the last thing I needed to do was to shock her and to put her in a strange new environment with strange new people for her who don't even know her or her conditions. Um, I, as my grandmother did these tours, I'd review with the paperwork, talk to the staff while visiting the facilities. I, as being a newbie back then, about 10, more than 10 years ago now, I didn't know what to ask. So I'd always say, can you guarantee her safety? At the time, I was like, I thought that was a good question. But I realized after talking to them, none of them can guarantee her safety. And as they, again, as I say, if they say they can, run the other direction. And what I found out when talking to these, these staff members, they have these rules and regulations by the state that actually restrict the safety due to, they, they call it the resident rights. And these resident rights are basically laws that, re, that they choose the resident's rights over resident safety. So basically one of the, the sayings is the resident has the, our loved ones at these care facilities have the right to fall and hurt themselves which to me just sounds still crazy. Um, and that's when we decided with my grandmother to make m making living at home a safer and better viable option for her. So the question we asked ourselves was, now how do we make living at home a safe and viable option? Because we at the time didn't have the proper training nor the proper prior experience, we needed to learn. And without that proper training, it's like going to play a sport without knowing the rules of the game. So I'm gonna share a short little story with you. So my wife knows I'm a big, huge golf fan. So back in the spring of 2017, I was watching the Masters Tournament, which is a golf tournament that's played in, played in Augusta, Georgia. Um, what my wife did know about the tournament was low score wins, and you wanna be the negatives generally, and the winner receives a green jacket. Those were the two rules she knew. Low score wins, and the winner gets a green jacket. So I'd ask her while we're watching the on the television as far as the tournament goes. I'd ask her, what happens if a player hits the ball into the water? Or what happens if they lose the ball in the azaleas, which are these gorgeous bushes that they that this course is known for? Or what happens if the ball gets lost in the trees? What's what's going to happen? Is there going to be a penalty? Uh, that it's going to be, they're going to count more strokes or, the, or what's going to happen. So almost instantaneously, she's thinking about it. She's clenching her teeth and she's trying to logically guess. So some, so some of her guesses were to just drop the ball near the bush where we assumed where it was lost or the lost were by the tree, where she think it was, 
because there's not really out of bounds at this golf course. It's hard to hit it out of bounds, but because it's in play, she didn't think there's really, it's the player's fault. So she didn't think there's a stroke uh, as far as stroke penalty, but just drop it because it's the closest to where we think where it was, especially knowing it was on cameras. There's cameras everywhere at this golf course. And for balls that hurt in the water, and because she, she's like, hey, we physically can see it and hear it, and you see the splash. So you got to go back to hit it where the last ball was hit from. And I think both guesses were great, but both were wrong. <laughs> there are rules and procedures for both of these situations. And as I mentioned, unfortunately, she doesn't know the rules. So without knowing the rules, it would be impossible for her, for her to know how to play the sport correctly and how to do well and little on how to win. And by knowing the rules of the game, you're going to remove a lot of the risk of the unknown. You can actually set a game plan up to see, to see how successful you're going to be. And, to, and just like this, we can realize that living at home is the safe and a viable option and usually the best one for our, our loved ones. Once we have the right tools, the right skills, and we know the rules of the game. So it's important to know the rules to see how and to set yourself up for success and then make it not sh like making it a reality and not just like shooting in the dark and hoping you're going to get lucky. And it's going to be important to take out as much of the risk out as possible to set yourself up for success. So making living at home a safe and viable option is, is no different than any blender and how to play any sport game. So if you really want to make living at home a safe um, and viable option for your loved one and remove a lot of that risk in senior care, all you need to do is go to secretsofseniorcare.com, download your free guide, and the free guide we're offering right now is our safety gadgets for seniors. And the safety gadgets for seniors is more than 50 gadgets that we've used in our, our care facilities as well as with my grandmother and how to keep them safe. So the safety gadgets for seniors is going to show you how family caregivers just like you and I can keep our loved ones safe and happy in their homes. Um, I'm going to close off with a quote by Jim Valvano. He was known, known as Jimmy V. He's a former coach for North Carolina State basketball. Um, and right before he passed away, uh, he was speaking at the ESPYs, which is a sports award for athletes um, presented by ESPN. Um, as as he was presented the award, his final words were, don't give up, don't ever give up. Um, and I want to ref reframe this towards our loved ones as don't give up, don't ever give up on our loved ones. Our Truly our loved ones' health, well-being really do depend on us. And I always say we owe it to them. They have done so much for us and is, to be honest, the least that we can do for them. The least we can do for them is give them one of their last requests because usually by this point, they've given up their driver license and a lot of their, I keep saying personal choices are freedoms. And I think that was the best thing for us to do is to give them that last right to live at their home um, and as, as a safe and viable option. And I want you to remember, you cannot fail unless you give up. Um, I just want to thank you again for listening to the Secrets of Scenic Care podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Scott, and I'll see you on the next episode. Take care.